This episode of the Audacity to Podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 83, 7 Tips for Effective Blog or Podcast Cards. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Check out the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 83. I have some of the pictures and links that I mentioned in this episode. I just recently got back from Blog World, and in fact, I'm still away from my studio near Cincinnati, Ohio, and that's why I sound a little bit different, because I'm recording this on my Zoom H4n. This is the only podcast recording equipment I brought with me. Well, I brought my computer and iPad, too, but for audio equipment, I brought only this Zoom H4n. So this is a nice experience, I hope, for you to be able to hear the kind of quality that I get from a Zoom H4n when I'm somewhere else. I am just holding this Zoom H4n about four inches away from my face, and I have a windscreen on the Zoom to help prevent any of my P's and T's and other letters from popping into the microphone. And it's a little bit below my mouth. I can't see the display on it while I'm recording, but I have some headphones plugged into it so I can monitor my audio. And I'll add my opening music and closing music in post. And, of course, Audacity is what I use for that. So, in case you're wondering whether you can podcast on the road with just a single device, yes, it's possible. Because I'm using just the Zoom H4n. I will still be doing my normal audio processing in Audacity afterward. But you can hear, I think you'll hear some difference. I know you'll hear some difference. But it still sounds really great. And I'm just holding this with my hand a few inches away from my face. Blog World was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Blog World and New Media Expo, which is now officially called New Media Expo for all future events. And I'm hoping to make it back to the event in Las Vegas in January. And I learned a lot of really cool things about blogging, some cool things about podcasting, and cool things about networking. So I'm actually re-recording this episode because I recorded this episode before I went to Blog World. And then I changed my mind on some things and had some new insights based on being in Blog World. So I've decided to, even though I'm away from the studio, use my Zoom H4n to re-record this episode with some of these new insights. And I think presented a little bit better too. But before I get into that, I want to share with you our sponsor, GoToMeeting, brought to you by Citrix, and also an opportunity for you to win an iPad. So listen up. Summer's coming, and with summer, we're often traveling. I'm out traveling right now. You might be out traveling right now while you're listening to this podcast, or you have clients, colleagues, friends, whatever, also traveling. Getting people together for a meeting is almost impossible, especially this time of year, because so many people are away. They might be still working while they're away, but still, they're away. 
And in our new age, people are working from home, we're working from on the road and all over the place. So instead of trying to mess with travel and all of that to have an in-person meeting, I recommend that you have an online meeting with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. GoToMeeting lets you host these meetings online, face-to-face in high definition, and people can join your meeting no matter where they are. They can download their app on their smartphone like an Android, iPhone, iPad, or join with their computer. And all they need to share their face is a webcam. And many of these mobile devices have webcams built into them, front-facing webcams. So it's great that people can join your meetings from anywhere and still have the high-definition faces. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days and get the HD faces included. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Then just download the free app. It's super easy to set up for yourself and your clients, and I do highly recommend it. I use it myself and really like it. So go to GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. One more thing. GoToMeeting is giving away eight new iPads only on Facebook. So go to Facebook and like the GoToMeeting page. Then you can enter to win the new iPad with that high-resolution HD uh, display and the front-facing camera that's much nicer. Makes your GoToMeeting meetings a whole lot nicer, too. And you can refer your friends. And if your friend wins an iPad, don't feel bad because guess what? You get one, too. All you have to do is check out the page, GoToMeeting, and like it on Facebook, and then just fill out your application to submit to the contest. I hope you win, and I hope that this will make your online meetings so much more amazing because you use GoToMeeting. Thank you, Citrix, for your support. So Blog World and New Media Expo was an awesome event. There was so much information there and so many cool people there that I highly respect and was really looking forward to meet. And what surprised me is people came up to me saying things like, oh, I was really looking forward to meeting you and I, I, your content has been amazing or it's really inspired me to do great things. I'm thinking, what? Me? You, you were looking forward to meeting me? Because I'm still thinking I'm looking forward to meeting all these people and, and even some of these people that I was looking forward to meeting, they were looking forward to meeting me too. So awesome to see these people face to face and get to network with people. And during the networking, a lot of business cards were exchanged. Some of them were effective, some not so effective. So that's why I've pulled together seven tips for you to have effective blog or podcast cards. Now, first of all, what I'm talking about with a blog or podcast card is a business card for your blog or podcast. See, normal business cards are your contact information, what you do, or something about your business associations, or maybe it's just a typical calling card. I would call a blog or business, a blog or podcast card something that focuses on your content and encourages people to connect with your content instead of connecting with you as a business relationship. So I learned some things and my mind has been changed about some things and also some things that, well, well, I'll get to them, that, that I still have a hard time accepting, but I think are great things to consider going forward. So here are seven tips for having effective blog or podcast cards. Number one, 
have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Don't just make these cards just because you can, but have a reason. Here are five reasons that I use and that I suggest for you. Number one, to remind people to check out your blog or podcast. This may seem obvious, but this is a good reason. See, when you network with people and you say, hey, check out my podcast, and you tell them, visit myawesomepodcast.com, well, you're trusting in them to remember your web address, or maybe you write down the web address, which would be better, but still, you're writing it down on a piece of paper, and it might not be as relevant and memorable to them. So that's why giving them a card works really well. It gives them this attractive reminder to check out your blog or podcast. Number two, do it. Have podcast or blog cards for targeted marketing. Now, my opinion on this is slightly changing, but the idea is have one card per site. So whether you have a blog or a podcast, make a card for that blog or podcast that is important enough for you to share with people. In my particular case, I have four different cards. One for one's podcast, one for the Audacity podcast, one for the ramen noodle, and one for my professional services like web design and presentation design and podcast cover art design. So I have four different cards. I will only give those cards one of those cards to the person I think needs that card. So if I'm talking to someone and discover that they're a fan of the TV show Once Upon a Time, I'll give them my Once Upon a Time podcast card. If I meet someone who needs web design services or any kind of design services, I give them my professional business card. Someone who's interested in clean comedy and etc. So I'm giving them very targeted marketing. Even though I have four different cards... I didn't plan to just give every single one of them to everyone, but instead to give a card to someone who has earned that card. <laughs> Earning sounds kind of funny in this sense, but based on our conversation, I decided this is the most relevant to them. So I give it to them and then it's special to them. It makes it more memorable that way too, because they'll realize this is content based on what we talked about. Number three to share connection information, obviously business cards, calling cards, whatever, should be making it easier for people to connect with you or contact you. And this should be on your blog or podcast cards, ways that they can connect with you like your Twitter or your phone number or feedback information. But this makes it handy for them too, because taking the example of my Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com, If someone is watching the TV show Once Upon a Time, or maybe they run across the show and they realize, oh, this is pretty good. I think I want to watch this more. And I've got some feedback I want to share. What what was that website address? What was that phone number? Having them have to go to my website in order to find the number is an extra step where if they remember where they have the card, they could just pull out the card. They see the website address the Twitter account, and the phone number and email address so they could see that right from where they're sitting. Maybe they have that card with them while they're watching the TV show. So during the commercial break, they pick up the phone, dial the number on the back of the card. So it's making it easy to share my connection information with them. Number four, to add professionalism to your reputation. Podcasting is sometimes looked down on by some people. Like you might be in a professional networking environment and you tell someone you host a podcast and they think, 
oh, so you're like my teenage son who does this in his bedroom late at night and podcasts about total nonsense and video games and things. You're, you're not too professional. Well, not everyone feels that way about podcasting, and hopefully you explain this well enough to them what a podcast is and uh, how well you do it and how professional you are at this. But having cards on top of this adds an extra layer of professionalism because instead of just saying, yeah, I, I do this thing out of my basement, you give them a card and it looks well designed. By the way, if you need help with designing your card, please email me, feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. I'll be happy to help you with that. But you can design this for the, uh, to make it look professional. And when you give it to them, then it has that extra sense of professionalism that they're realizing that yes you might be doing this out of your basement but it doesn't look that way from your card because you have this nice looking card and connection information and something that's more memorable it's something teenagers often don't make business cards so you're differentiating yourself if you're a teenager then you can be ahead of the pack by making your own podcaster blog cards or hiring me to do it for you So it adds professionalism to your reputation and gives you that extra bump in credibility because you have a nice-looking card about your content. And number five reason for having blogger podcast cards, to encourage community promotion. What I plan to do now that I have podcast cards for each of my top three podcasts is offer to my community and listeners of the Audacity to Podcast, this offer extends to you too. If you are interested in helping promote any of my podcasts, I will send some business cards to you for free for my podcast so that you can take these cards and if you are out meeting people or you're at community events or whatever, you can post these cards, share these with other people, and you can become marketers for my content, then that sounds arrogant. But look at this the other way. If you have cards like this for your podcast, then you can get your community participating. And you're not forcing yourself, and really it's not an arrogant thing. You're enabling your community to promote your content in the way that you want them to because the podcast can, the card can explain your blog or podcast in the way you want it to and give it the image you want it to have. So it reminds people to check out your blog or podcast. You can use podcast cards for targeted marketing, to share connection information, to add professionalism to your reputation, and to encourage community promotion. So tip number one, have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Tip number two, include the right information. You don't want to have too much on your card and cram it full of stuff, and you also don't want to have too little. Here's the stuff that I recommend that your card should have. Number one, obviously, your blog or podcast name. And this could be either in plain text or maybe it's in some branded fashion that looks similar to your podcast cover art and website, which I highly recommend. I can do that for you if you need help with it or you can do it yourself. So have that there and carry over some of that branding, the colors or the fonts or the the images, logo, anything like that. So it looks consistent with the rest of your content. But also have a short description about your podcast. Very short, very concise. If I gave you a card for my podcast, The Ramen Noodle, would you know anything from that card just by the name, what the podcast is about? No, you wouldn't. So that's why I printed on my cards, 
that underneath the ramen noodle, it says a clean comedy podcast. It's very short, sweet, and to the point. Then I've seen podcast cards and received some of these at Blog World and New Media Expo that has the website address and very little else. The website address is the name of the podcast. There's an email address on the back and two words, but it doesn't really explain it well enough, what it is, what it's about. You want people to know what your podcast is about by looking at your card. So include some kind of really short description. Also, obviously, your web address for the podcast. I recommend dropping the HTTP colon slash slash and even dropping the www dot because that's not necessary. You could just say myawesomepodcast.com is your web address. Even if you use a site like wordpress.com or some other third-party service, so your actual site is myawesomepodcast.wordpress.com, get your own domain. I've talked about this before. I'll have a link to an episode in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 83, where I give tips on getting a domain for your podcast. But get a domain, even if it just forwards to your WordPress site, your wordpress.com site, at least on your cards, it looks a lot more professional and takes up less space to have myawesomepodcast.com than it does to have myawesomepodcast.someoneelseswebsite.com. Also have your contact or feedback information. Like I said, this makes it easy for people to contact you, especially potential sponsors, because these will be great cards to give to someone who might be interested in sponsoring your content because it's a very targeted card and you need that contact and feedback information on there. Your email address, voicemail number, that's good enough. But also you've got your website address on there so people can find anything else about you too. I would recommend also having the host names, whether this is just yourself or maybe you have consistent other co-hosts. List them on there. On the back of my podcast cards, I say hosted by, and then list each of our names of the regular podcast hosts. This way, people can associate names with your content, and they might realize, oh, hey, I know that person. I follow them on Twitter. They're on your podcast. I didn't know that. You can help build a community because people will associate names with your content. If you're affiliated with a network, You could put that on your card, or maybe not. Depends on how you want to uh, promote that network or what kind of contractual obligations you have. In my case, because I own the Noodle Mix network, I include on all of my cards that they are hosted on the Noodle Mix network. And I would require this for anyone else who has podcasts on my network. But I'm also a member of the Tech Podcast Network, which is a great site And they require that I have a banner on my site, which I do, and promote tech podcasts, which I do. But it doesn't require it on my cards. And that's fine, too, because I don't want to start listing all of these logos and networks and affiliations on my cards. So take this one um, how you think it would be best for your podcast or blog. And it's kind of optional. And then the other thing is... Put your face on the card or the faces of the hosts of the podcast. I'll mention this more in just a moment because this was one that my mind has mind has really been changing on this. So number one tip, 
have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Number two, include the right information. And number three, leave white space for notes. Watch who writes things on business cards. And those are the people who are actually listening really well and are probably going to follow up with that person. Hint, write notes on other people's business cards when they hand them to you. This is something that I've started doing and it helps a lot. Like looking at my various uh, cards that I collected from Blog World and New Media Expo. Some of these things, I don't remember why I got this person's card or why this person stood out to me. But then I can look at the back and like I I look at one person's card here, uh, Brian's card. And on the back, I wrote a note, email him about a website redesign. On someone else's card here, I wrote that they might be interested in my Once Upon a Time podcast. And on another card, uh, someone was interested in presentation design. So I wrote that on there and I wrote someone else's email address, their personal email address on a card. And so I've taken notes and this reminds me of our conversation and what I might need to follow up on or what I would want to follow up on afterward. Make this easy for other people to do for you too. In case... Uh, well, in case they're listening really well. So have some white space for notes. This means your card should not be all black on both sides. I'd recommend have a white back for your business card and plenty of space on there. On my professional business cards, my D. Joseph Design cards, I actually have some space and then it says above the space, Please write nice things about me here. So I inserted a little humor there, but I left that space for people to write something nice about me. This can also be great for your purposes as you hand your business card to someone or podcast card and you realize that they need a specific part of your website, maybe a certain episode or a post, or there's some resource that you want to tell them about. Leaving this white space here allows you to write that down too. You can name the episode or tell them the episode number, give them a specific link that they should check out on your site. So keep that space there. Make sure that it's writable also. This is why it's good to have this on the back of your card where you can get away without it being glossy. I recommend having a glossy front, but then a a matte finish on the back so it's pen writable. Definitely needs to be pen writable. Pencil writable would be great too, but pen writable is the most important thing. Don't make it so that like you must have this kind of pen in order to write on your cards. So leave some white space for notes. Number four, put your face on the cards. I'll be honest, this seems tacky to me. But I'm changing my opinion on this after some experiences at Blog World and New Media Expo in New York. Because the cards with someone's face made those people far more memorable, especially when I had some kind of personal conversation with them. Let me give you a real example. I got a card here from Rob Ludlow. And just from the name alone, I don't really remember what we talked about. I'm not even sure if when I met him, if he introduced me Uh, introduced himself by his last name. He might have just said, hi, I'm Rob. So I don't really remember what we talked about, but his card has a face on it. And looking at the face, I remember, oh yeah, I talked to him at the closing party and we talked about 
online community, about self-employment, about raising chickens in your backyard, because he has backyardchickens.com. And I even got to meet his wife who was there, and I asked her some questions about what it's like being married to him now that he's self-employed, and how long have they been doing that, and what certain issues that they face there. So I remember the conversation and personality so much more because there's a face there. Most people seem to be the same way too, where it's easier for them to remember a face than it is to remember a name. How often do you watch movies and you see an actor or actress in the movie and you think, oh, wait, I know that face. Who is that? They were in um, that, uh, that, that, that TV show or that other movie where this such and such happened and the name of the movie is this and all of that. But I can't remember who is that guy. But you remember their face? Maybe not their name. This happens so much too in real life. So having your face on a card helps people remember you more. There's even a psychological issue here that people are less likely to throw away a business card when your face is on it. It's something about we don't like throwing away people's faces. So this makes your card less trashable if you have your face on it. Now, I think it can still be kind of tacky. So if you put your face on your card, make sure it's a really professional portrait of yourself and get it well placed on the card so it doesn't look very tacky. There are many different ways that you could do this that don't look tacky. And if you need help, feel free to email me and I'd be happy to do some design work for you. So some of these tips for effective blog and podcast cards have a, number one, have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Number two, include the right information. Number three, leave white space for notes. Number four, put your face on the cards. And number five, don't spam with your cards. There are two ways that you could spam people with your cards. One is you give out a card regardless of the conversation. And maybe you even get it out without even meeting the person. It's just like, here's a card. Here's a card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here, take this. That's basically spam. That's spamming people. And the other thing is if you have multiple cards like I do with these four different designs like I have, which I'll mention more about that in a moment. I never intended to give all four cards to people. And that could be kind of spam and kind of pointless to say, here, collect the whole set. Now, some people I did do that with. I gave them all four cards. But that's because my conversation with them went in a direction where they, in a sense, earned each one of those cards because each one seemed relevant to something they were interested in. So I gave, ended up giving them all four cards. But don't just hand out cards blindly and don't give out all of your cards. Have a purpose with your cards. Try to see if someone can earn your card based on the conversation. In fact, maybe even wait to see if they ask for your card before you offer it. If you're near the end of your conversation and they haven't asked for your card, but you think your content is relevant to them, then offer a card to them as a reminder. Don't just say, here's my card, but say, hey, I think you would really appreciate this information and here's a way that you can connect with it and check out some of the stuff I've done that I think really applies to what we've been talking about. So number five is don't spam people with your cards. Number six, get your cards professionally printed. Don't print them at home. 
professionally designed is great too, but you can design cards yourself. That's really easy to do. But getting them printed, I really recommend you go somewhere professional to do that. Vistaprint is really popular, and I'll be honest, they have a great affiliate program. But I don't recommend them because they're really expensive for you. Yeah, it would pay me great if I recommended Vistaprint, but not not for you. Instead, I recommend Gotprint. And I don't have an affiliate link with them, but I would still like to see how many people click through to Gotprint. So if you're interested in checking them out, go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash gotprint and you can check them out give you a price comparison at vistaprint you can get a thousand business cards with your own design glossy color fronts and black and white matte finish backs so it's writable on the back can be colorful on the front you upload your own design to them you get a thousand business cards for about 53 dollars plus shipping at gotprint you can do the same thing, a thousand business cards of your own design, color glossy front, matte finish black and white back for $16 plus shipping. So that's about a third of the price of Got Print, of Vistaprint. So I recommend that you use Got Print. This is actually a site that my father-in-law told me about, and it's what I use for my business card printing, and I have been very happy with them. Their customer service is great. Their prices are amazing. So check them out. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash gotprint, or just get the link in the show notes of this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 83. So tips for effective blog or podcast cards. Number one, have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Number two, include the right information Number three, leave white space for notes. Number four, put your face on the cards. Number five, don't spam with your cards. Number six, get your cards professionally printed. And number seven, consider a conference card. This is a lesson I learned in a difficult way. At Blog World and New Media Expo, I was carrying way too much stuff. I had my laptop with me, my 17-inch MacBook Pro, which the MacBook Pros are lighter than most other computers of the same size, but they are still heavy. I'm carrying this with a power adapter and my iPad and a thousand business cards on top of this. Now, I actually brought 4,000 business cards with me to New York, but that's four different designs, so a thousand of each design, I was basically planning to fail because I knew going into this that I have four cards, but I'm probably not going to give any more than one or two cards to each person I meet based on our conversation and based on what I feel will be the most relevant to them. So I plan to fail by only giving one or two out of four that I brought with me. So I'm carrying far more business cards than I need. And then there's this thing of having to find the right card and pick through my wallet or my pocket. And no, um, no, not this one, not this one, not this one. Oh yeah, this is the one I want to give you. So I was wasting space, wasting time. Instead, what I'm thinking of doing is for the next New Media Expo or next major conference I go to, I'm going to make a conference card. Now, this won't be as targeted as 
I've been talking about for blog or podcast cards. But what this would be, in my case, would be my name, a picture of me, and my contact information, what I do, and also my different podcast and blog sites and what they're about. That very short description. Now, I, I would have to do this in a very concise way, so I'm not cramming a whole bunch of stuff on here. But this would be like one card to rule them all. And I would only use this at conferences where I want to stand out and still promote my information. And then what I would do with this, if I list three different podcasts on the back of the card, when I'm talking with someone, I would say, oh, you probably would be interested in this podcast. So I would circle that on the back of the card and give it to them. Now, they still have the promotion for the other podcasts and blogs that I produce. So that way, it's a little bit of cross-promotion there, and yet still somewhat targeted because I point out to them what specifically it is that they would be interested in. So as I design this before the next major conference I attend, you can check out my personal blog over at danieljlewis.net to see what the design will eventually be and my thoughts in this design process. So I'll be blogging about that over there at some point when I design this new card. And that's where I'll be taking. But in the meantime, these single purpose cards still work great for the smaller networking events where it's easier to carry around a bunch of cards. I'm not somewhere off-site for days at a time. And also, this will be great for sending out to my community. So again, if you're interested in receiving some of these cards for my top three podcasts, just let me know. Feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com and I can send some cards out to you for free and you'd be able to promote my content. And uh, that sounds terrible of me to say that, but you'd be able to promote the content that you have found beneficial for yourself. That sounds much better. (laughs) And that's the way you could promote it to your audience as well. So Blog World and New Media Expo was an awesome event. I really look forward to Blog or to New Media Expo, that's the new name, in Las Vegas, and I'm hoping to attend. I might even go to CES, which is just a couple days after New Media Expo. But one more time, let me tell you the seven tips for effective blog and podcast cards. Have a reason for your blog or podcast cards. Don't just make them just because you can. Number two, include the right information. Not too much, not too little. Three, leave white space for notes that you can write or the person you're talking to can write on your card, back of your card, I recommend. Number four, put your face on your card. Makes you more memorable, more personal, and less likely to get thrown away, too. Number five, don't spam with your cards. Wait for it and present your cards when you think it's the best moment and when it's relevant to people. Number six, get your cards professionally printed. I recommend that you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash gotprint. Again, not an affiliate link. I wish it was. But check them out. Great prices over there. And if you need professionally designed cards, I'd be happy to design them for you. And number seven, consider a conference card if you have a lot of blogs and podcasts that you want to promote Instead of making separate cards for all of them, you could have a single one card to rule them all and promote with that. Check out the show notes for this episode and you can comment on this content. And I'd love to hear from you about what you think about these tips. Anything that you'd like to add or uh, think should be taken from this list, go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 83. 
to comment on the show notes or get the links and some of the pictures that I've mentioned over there. And also, I'd love to hear some feedback from you for future episodes. Email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record a message right from your computer and even some mobile devices work on that. So you can send that right there from the website and not have to save files or mess with anything like that. Also, I really hope to see you at a future blog world, (laughs) no, future new media expo. And if you've come here to listen to the Audacity to Podcast after meeting me at blog world and new media expo, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here and so happy to have met you at blog world. My next episode of the Audacity to Podcast is going to be a bit more personal I will be telling my personal story of how I got involved in podcasting and where podcasting has taken me in life. The reason I'm doing this is because this uh, third week of June is the two-year anniversary for the Audacity Podcast, and there are a lot of things I'm doing now that would not have been possible if I hadn't started the Audacity Podcast. So in celebration of two years of podcasting, It's not a major episode number milestone. I want to do something more special for that that won't be just about me, but will be something amazing for you. But for this next episode, episode 84, I'll be sharing my story of how I got into podcasting and what I learned along the way in celebration of two years of the Audacity to Podcast. So you can check that out. When it releases, it will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 84, but I will be back in studio and it will be recorded live on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, that's GMT minus 4, over at noodle.mx slash live. And I will be back on the live schedule then because I'll be back in studio until further notice. So check that out over at noodle.mx slash live at 2 p.m. on Monday Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus 4, over at noodle.mx slash live. And I'd love to get your questions for that. If there's any specific thing that you'd like to know about my history in podcasting, then I would love to share that. And like I said, it will be more personal focused. It will be uh, basically all about me, but I think it might be inspirational to you. I, I really hope it will be and think it will be. And it will be telling my story that many people have asked, where's your story? And I haven't been able to point them anywhere. So check that out. Episode 84 coming up at theaudacitytopodcast.com. If you need any website design or presentation design or podcast cover art or help starting your podcast, please let me know. Email me through the regular feedback information. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can send that also through the feedback information. That's feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2222. You can also go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the Send a Voice Message tab to record it right from your computer. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Please follow me on twitter.com slash theramennoodle. And thank you for listening.
The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like Clean Comedy, a podcast about the Once Upon a Time TV show, and more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.